Good morning. Hello, everybody. This is John Finn, Church Without Walls International, C-W-O-W-I.org. Again, my name is John Finn. We are a worldwide house church network. Uh, not like the auditorium church, but we meet in homes based around the family, sharing fellowship, rotating homes and leaders uh, with each meeting. And it's all about taking care of one another and discipleship. And that's what this is all about. The, the, this is why I do these videos for the process of discipleship, which is a lifelong process of implementing what we believe in the Lord, what we know in the Lord, what we see in the Word into our lives. That's discipleship. Fortunately, we're not called and accountable to perfection, but we are to growth and, uh, and change is the norm. So anyway, as we grow in the Lord today, I'm talking about um, Old Testament mentions of the rapture and the days of awe or the awesome days, the uh, Yadim Noaim, uh, the days of awe or the awesome days. Last time I shared uh, about the Jewish belief from the Feast of Trumpets about the catching away of believers in Messiah, how Paul taught that out of 1 Corinthians 15, talking about that transformation. Then he added his own um, uh, his own revelation that those that, al- that were alive to see that would also be changed. He mentions the last trumpet, which was blown specifically at Rosh Hashanah to, to cause the righteous dead to rise. And he, as he added, those who are alive to be changed. He talks about it because it happens during the new moon. I mentioned that in Colossians 2, 16 and 17. He mentions how the new moon, which is, which is what happens at the, the blowing of the trumpet happens at new moon, the time of concealment. And he says it's a shadow of something to come. So in picking up from that, knowing that the days between Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur, there are seven full days between the end of Rosh Hashanah and the beginning of Yom Kippur. And as I'm recording that, we are in these days. These are called the days of awe. That is the awesome days. Uh, Rosh Hashanah is also the day of judgment. It is when the righteous who are resurrected receive the their own judgment. And then they have a seven day, which would be seven prophetic years of uh, celebration, what we call the marriage supper of the Lamb. It also involves the coronation of the king, uh, the judgment seat of Christ, etc. But that's taking place in heaven. On earth, it is the days of awe, the days where, which are called the time of Jacob's trouble, the days of wrath, the days of indignation. Uh, one of the synonyms for the days of wrath, the, t- the tribulation, the days of of Jacob's trouble uh, is also a whirlwind that will God, God will come or act as a whirlwind in those days. It's a day of judgment on the earth. It is believed out of Malachi, the end of Malachi where it says that God will open up the book of remembrance, that those who remember his name will call, will open up the book of remembrance. And it is believed that well, let me just quote from Rosh Hashanah 16b. It, you can you can go to the the uh, publication called Entering the Holy. Let me see, Entering the High Holy Days. Let me see what the name of it, of it is. Entering the High Holy Days, which is easily easily accessible. It's published by the Jewish Publication Society. You can go there if you don't want to read Rosh Hashanah 16b out of the the Mishnah and, and Talmud and other writings. But this is what it says. During, after Rosh Hashanah, in the days between Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur, the awesome days, it says this. Three books are opened on Rosh Hashanah. One for the holy righteous, one for the holy wicked, one for the intermediates. The completely righteous or holy righteous are sealed in the book of life. The holy wicked or completely wicked are sealed in the book of death. The intermediates are held suspended from Rosh Hashanah till Yom Kippur. If they are found worthy, they are inscribed for life. If they are found unworthy, they are inscribed for death. 
They are held suspended, it says. That is the intermediates, the, the biggest group, the common people who have not yet decided for the Lord. It is during this time of teshuva, this time of seeking the Lord and repentance, that, that they come to the Lord. This is what we normally say, traditionally say, this is what happens in the book of Revelation, where things happen on the earth and politically and economically and, and, and force people basically to, to make a decision for God or not during this time. And let me, you know, one of the things that, that I share about or that I'm sharing in this time is um, that during the, the service, it's called a Musaf service, it's kind of an additional service, uh, during Rosh Hashanah, it is said that the gates are opened at Rosh Hashanah, the gates of heaven are opened at Rosh Hashanah, and they are closed at Yom Kippur. In fact, traditionally, uh, during Yom Kippur, traditionally in Jerusalem, the city gates would be closed at the blowing of the great shofar, not the last trumpet, but the great shofar, signaling the Day of Atonement. You see, the Day of Atonement answers to, it is a type and a picture of the return of Jesus. It is the, the day when one becomes accountable for one's sins. That's why in this time, the righteous people, if, if you're a, a, a Jewish person, who is orthodox, more orthodox, you're giving gifts to one another, you're making sure that things are, are right. It's a time of introspection. It's a time of, of, of seeking the Lord. Because on Yom Kippur, it's the day of atonement. It's the day when it answers to, it is a type and a picture of the return of Jesus when, when all the earth will give account of its lives, uh, our, our lives uh, on earth. And as I shared last time, how the last trumpet blows and the, and the believers are, are taken away in the Lord, uh, so that they don't see the days of wrath. And I told you about how in 1 Thessalonians chapter 1, verses 9 and 10, how it says that Paul says we are, are not destined, that we've been delivered from the day of wrath, from the days of wrath. That's a Jewish idiom to talk about the time of Jacob's trouble, this time in between Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur. As I'm speaking this, Rosh, uh, Yom Kippur ends Sunday night, uh, or starts Sunday night, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, I'll start Sunday night. Uh, the day of atonement, a day of fasting, a day of seeking the Lord. And so I mentioned how the Old Testament mentions rapture, and, and we miss it because we don't understand the terms, the day of wrath, the day of trouble, the times of Jacob's trouble. And so I'm going to read to you some passages from the Old Testament, Zephaniah and also Isaiah, that talk about the catching away of the righteous so that they will not endure the days of wrath. If you wonder, you know, are we going to miss the time of tribulation? It's not just a, a Christian doctrine, people. That's the point of, of this morning, is the, the catching away of the church is not a Christian doctrine. It wasn't invented 150 years ago by somebody. It's not an escapism type of thing. It was given by God to Moses as one of the seven festivals during Rosh Hashanah, which is a time of blowing of trumpets, the, the blowing of the trumpets. It was given by God to Moses in Leviticus 23. And so the things I'm sharing with you are, are details of that. It, that's the amazing thing. The rapture is not, a, um, it, it's not an invention of man. It's not a Christian thing. It's talked about in the Old Testament even. So, and that's why Paul wrote of it because he was basically an Old Testament believer, lived through that time and into the times of the New Testament. So the foundational understanding of Jesus and Paul and everybody else was, was based on what I'm sharing here. It's basic Judaism. So let me read to you out of Zephaniah chapter eight, uh, Zephaniah chapter one from verse 18, which is the last verse of, of chapter one until Zephaniah 2.3. So 1.18 through 2.3 of Zephaniah. I'll, I'll, I'm going to shorten it a bit, but here's what it says. Neither, and it's again a, a prediction of the of what we call the rapture. Neither their silver nor their gold will be able to deliver them in the day of the Lord's wrath. 
See, that's the, the reference there. Um, in the day of the Lord's wrath, the Lord's anger has come upon you. You need to seek the Lord, all you meek of the earth, who live by justice and righteousness and meekness, so that you may be hidden in the day of the Lord's anger. Now, see, that hidden in the day of the Lord's anger and hidden from the days of wrath is talking about escaping these awesome days, these days of all, the days of Jacob's trouble, the days of wrath. The, it's, all, it's called birth pangs in Judaism as well, that you may escape these, that you may be hidden in this. Zephaniah chapter 1 I, I read and Jeff, uh, 18 through chapter 2 verse 3. I, I, I may have mentioned last time, if not, I'm mentioning now that Psalm 27 is read every single day during this time. Psalm 27. And look at what verse 5 says, because this is read during this time from, uh, it actually started before Rosh Hashanah uh, to the end of Yom Kippur. Psalm 27 is read. Let me just pick, cherry pick for you verse 5. Verse 5 says this, For in the time of trouble, that's referring to the time of Jacob's trouble, um, in the time of Jacob's trouble, he will hide me in his pavilion which is in heaven, folks. He will hide me in his pavilion. In the secret of his tabernacle, he will hide me and protect me and set me upon a rock. That's Psalm 27, 5. It's read during this time because they believe that at the blowing of the last trump, the Lord will take us away and conceal us with him, hidden in his pavilion, hidden in his tabernacle, above the days of wrath. Uh, Isaiah 57 um, I'm starting reading in, in verse 1 here. It is very simple. It's, it's also during this time. And it's understood to be that that catching away, that concealment that happens at the blowing of the last trump. Uh, Isaiah 57, the righteous perish, nobody lays it to their heart, and merciful men are taken away. No one also, no one considers that the righteous have been taken away from the evil to come. That's Isaiah 57 and verse 1. No one considers that the righteous have been taken away from the evil to come. Isn't that an amazing thing? Uh, also Isaiah 26, let me read uh, verses 1 through 3. In that day shall this song be sung in the land of Judah. We have a strong city. Salvation will God appoint to us for walls and bulwarks. Open the gates. Remember I said that during Rosh Hashanah it is believed that the heavens, heaven's gates are opened for the righteous, and that the, they will be closed at Yom Kippur, which answers to the, the return of the Lord. But at the blowing of the trumpet of Rosh Hashanah, they teach that the heaven's gates are open for the righteous. And, and uh, Isaiah 26, two, uh, 1 and 2 says this, uh, In that day the song will be sung in the land of Judah. We have a strong city. Salvation is what God will appoint for us for walls. Open the gates that the righteous nation who keeps your truth will may enter in. You will keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on you because he trusts in you. That open the gates is, is reference to the Rosh Hashanah reading and understanding that the blowing of the last trump causes the righteous to be concealed in Messiah and undergo their judgment and a celebratory feast that we call in Christianity the, the judgment seat of Christ and the marriage supper of the Lamb. Let me finish with this, Isaiah 26, uh, verses 19 through 21. Your dead men will live. Together with my dead body, they will arise. Awake and sing, you who, who dwell in dust. Your dew is as the dew of herbs, and the earth will cast out its dead. Come, my people, enter into my chambers and shut my doors around you. Hide yourself for a moment until the indignation is overpassed. For behold, the Lord comes out of his place to punish the inhabitants of the earth for their iniquity, for the earth will disclose her blood and will no more cover the slain. 
That's Isaiah 26, verses 19 through 21. And there it's talking again. Several Old Testament passages talk about the rapture. The, I love Isaiah 26, uh, 19 through 21. Your dead men will live. Together with my body, we will arise. Awaken seeing you who dwell in the dust. Come, my people, enter into my chambers and shut your my doors around you. Hide yourself, as it were, for a moment until the indignation has passed. What a what a what an amazing thing. See, most people who think of the rapture and they argue it from the New Testament and understanding, they don't argue it from the Jewish understanding that it is it's something that God gave Moses and it happens at the blowing of the last trumpet. It's prophesied about through these passages and more in the Old Testament. Many of the rabbis talk of it. Maimonides, the Jewish uh 12th 1200s uh rabbi Maimonides talks about his 13 articles of faith and in in Article 13, it talks of the righteousness, the resurrection of the righteous dead. Uh, I mean, it's all throughout the rabbis, the Jewish, through the centuries. And so what I'm saying to you is that during this time right now, that is a type and a picture of the earth, what we call the tribulation, the time of wrath, the time of indignation, the time of birth pangs, the time of Jacob's trouble, uh, how that is going to happen in the, in the reality. Right now we're living in that time where, where Rosh Hashanah, the last trumpet has already blown. We're living in those days of awe. But before Yom Kippur, which answers to the return of the Lord. Uh, but let it still be, even though this is a type, and even though the rapture didn't happen this year, <laughs> let it be a type and a shadow of, of, of repentance. Let us join ourselves in, in looking at our heart and thinking about that. You might even consider fasting during Yom Kippur. Uh, you know, it starts Sunday night. You might even join in that. Whatever it is, it's time to take our faith seriously. Um, and, and, and perhaps next time I, if I'm, if I'm led, I'll answer, I'll talk about why Yom Kippur is a type and shadow of the return of Jesus. And uh, perhaps, uh, for the future, uh, in a couple of weeks, we'll have the Feast of Tabernacles. But for right now, I just wanted to give you that background so that you're not wandering around, tossed to and fro like children, uh, with every wind of doctrine about the rapture's here or the rapture's there. Or it may be here. It's going to come during Halloween. It's going to come during in the month of May, whatever the case is. I don't know when it's going to happen, but I do know the types and the shadows. I know what's taught in the Old Testament and the New Testament. Um, and I hope this has been a blessing to you. Something to consider. And what I always say is, you know what? It's not, it's not important whether you believe the same thing as I do. It's important that you can, uh, you understand what you believe and you can explain why you believe it. But that's why from the, from the Jewishness, uh, the rapture of the church, the Old Testament scriptures are so much more that predict this, that talk about this catching away to be where believers are hidden away during the time of indignation. So I hope you can rest in that and comfort one another with these words and rest and be at peace. But during this time, seek the Lord and uh, let it be a season of, of adjusting of our hearts and to walk with him. Again, this is John Finn, Church That Walls International, cwowi.org. You can go there, sign up for my weekly thoughts. Uh, tomorrow night, if you're watching this on Wednesday, I have another Zoom meeting. I'll share this and some other things, some prophetic things the Lord told me in, uh, about this fall. Uh, if you haven't signed up already, we've got several hundred who have. So, uh, but anyway, it's a, hope it's a blessing to you and talk to you later. Bye-bye.